Hey everybody, welcome back for episode 58 of the Path Podcast. I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we are so glad that you have decided to join us this week as we continue down the path. Um, We finished up our series, The Good Life, yesterday. Um, And uh, Derek's going to kind of summarize that for us here in just a minute. But we also have a very special interview to share with you today uh, of some local mission work that's going on here in our community uh, that you can be a part of. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. But uh, Derek, try to kind of summarize this uh, Good Life series for us real quick. And what what is the handle that we hold on to overall from all this? Yeah, I think it's a a good summary anyway. uh, The whole idea of this series was that there's a megaphone but the world is blaring in our ears, mm-hmm. and it never ceases uh, to be spoken over us. Yeah. But that good life doesn't match up with Jesus' good life. It's right. a lot of times completely um, you know, um, antithesis of that yeah. oftentimes. Yeah. Uh, and so we, we looked uh, at the rest of chapter 10 where we see that um, we see... Um, Jesus' um, disciples, you know, <laughs> not getting it at yeah, all. Right. You know? And it's James and John, man, who, who were on that Mount of Transfiguration that we looked at yeah. uh, earlier in the series. Uh, but they got the idea that somehow they should be uh, uh, partakers of that kingdom in, in, that, in their own power. Yeah. Uh, and, and Jesus quickly corrects them and helps us to see... I think the whole point of all this, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so we looked at fame versus service. The world wants us to pursue f- fame, you yeah. know, a, a name for ourselves, mm-hmm. our own glory, yeah. if you will. Uh, but what the Lord says is that this ain't about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and so when James and John came to uh, Jesus, they said, Teacher, we want to know, uh, we want you to do whatever we ask you, which is very bold. Right? Super bold. You can almost like in my mind, I see this like, okay, you no, you ask him. No, yeah. no, 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 no. You, I'm not talking. You talk. Yeah. Go, go ask him. Yeah. And then Jesus says, "What do you want me to do for you?" And they answered him, "Allow us to be at your right hand and your left hand. Yeah. In your glory." And Jesus says, "You don't know what you're asking for because uh, uh, what I'm about to drink, mm-hmm. the cup I'm about to drink, you will drink, but you don't want to drink it. You know." Yeah. And what he's saying is that. To get my position, mm-hmm. I've poured myself out. Right. Or I will pour myself out. Right. Um, and so even Jesus' fame, who Jesus is God. Yeah. He had to, to receive it. He gave up all, all those things. He became mm-hmm. fully humble um, and, and went into a posture of humility yeah. um, by being put on the cross. Um and then he says, you know, it, it furthers the thought from from last week that, you know, who whoever wants to be first should be last. Yeah, whoever right. is last will be first. Uh, that you, we should serve. Um, and Jesus says later on in verse uh, 43, um, on the contrary, whoever wants to become great among you will be your servant. Mm-hmm. Whoever wants to be first among you will be a slave who furthers that thought, it says in 45, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Yeah. And to give his life as a ransom for many. So what we see is that um, the world tells us to pr- pursue our own glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good life, according to Jesus, is 
humble yourself mm-hmm. and serve others. And that's where glory will come. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. the glory of the Lord, of course. Right. Um, and so we asked as a final question, will you pursue your own glory or give your life for others? And so uh, that's the example Jesus set forth. And mm-hmm. that's the example we need to have is not we're not out here to receive our own glory, our own fame, our own notoriety. We're here to push forward Jesus and yeah. say, let me take a, a back seat, like way back yeah. and humble myself. And it's through that, that honor of getting to sit at the right hand and left hand of the mm-hmm. Lord or whatever, you know, whatever they were asking for. Sure. That's where you get that kind of glory and honor is mm-hmm. to say, I am fully willing to humble myself. Yeah, And so, um, yeah, you know, it's it's again that idea of this beautiful, amazing thing, or are we willing to trade it? Mm-hmm. You know, this this kingdom of God and the glory of the Lord and serving others and yeah. the, the amazing thing comes from, that comes from that, or are we willing to to trade that for our own momentary yeah glory? Right, and um, that's just not what this is about. The world is telling us a lie. Yeah. The world is selling us a bill of goods that we've bought like hook, line, and sinker. Even even churches, if you're not careful, it's tempting to 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 organize your church around that. Yeah. Build up these you know church leaders Many as kingdoms, some yeah. as some amazing person, and you know the thing that I want to always fight against as a, as a lead pastor is that uh, this ain't about me. Mm-hmm. This ain't about me. Yeah. I'm not something I'm not something special. Sure. I'm pointing to you to the Lord, to his glory. Absolutely. Uh and, and hopefully I won't get any, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'll get my reward in heaven. That's what matters yeah. most to me. So Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, and I, and I think it is so easy to slip into that line of thinking. Not not just for people in leadership, but anyone mm-hmm. is easy to slip into that because to go back to the thing we've said all along is that the world is telling you, no, 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 no. You get yours. Yeah. Go, go after the thing that you want, and and it's you know nothing could be more antithetical to what Scripture teaches us mm-hmm. that it's not about us, um, and it's it's about it's about Jesus. Imagine this, and and uh, we're trying to be short here because we want to get you to that that yeah. interview that we have at the end of that. But imagine of all the problems the world has right now. Mm. Imagine if just a handful of of leaders, people in a, a position of power in our mm-hmm. world, would not, would no longer seek their own glory, their own fame, but they would say, you know what, what can I do to serve, to serve someone here? Yeah. If we had more people doing that, we wouldn't have any problems in the world we have. I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, these are things we need to pursue now. Like, right now there's a lot of stuff rumbling around about churches even southern baptist churches and and the executive committees and all these kind of things yeah. and if at the end of it they would just quit pursuing their own uh you know covering their own rear ends or yeah. pursuing their own um you know money and fortune and everything um we can if we could just get out of the way yeah god could do so much more yeah well and what what a sad commentary that the idea of serving others is novel like that, that's what it's supposed to be like. That's the design. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet we look at it and go, oh, yeah, that's kind of neat. Why don't we try that? And mm-hmm. it's like because we're so consumed with mm-hmm. serving ourselves, yeah. Uh, yeah. all of us. So, Well, um, 
great transition into our interview for this week. So this week, um, we're going to interview someone that you may know. Um, some of you are familiar with uh, Dean and Kendra Phillips, who uh, are oversee the care mission here in town. We had an opportunity to interview Dean, uh, and uh, we want to share his story with you uh, because it talks about some of these exact uh, mm-hmm. ideas that we're talking about, that fame versus service. And so um, enjoy this interview. Uh, you'll get to learn some opportunities that you can be involved in mission work that's taking place right here in our own backyard. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. from where we're sitting right now, it's just right over there. And so um, it, it, we, we hope that you enjoy this interview, uh, but get to learn a little bit more about Dean Phillips. And uh, we'll be back in just a little bit to wrap it all up. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this uh, missions moment that we're uh, recording today. Uh, we have uh, local missions today we want to highlight and um, and uh, look at opportunities that we can partner with. So we have Dean here, and he is um, he and Kendra lead our local care mission. And uh, many of you are familiar with that ministry and, and our uh, longtime partnership. Uh, but we we've recently talked with um, these folks and looking at other opportunities to to do some hands-on stuff too, as well as continue to give uh, funds. And so Dean's here to share with us a little bit more about. Um, uh, his story and, and uh, his ministry and and what it's like just to give you a little bit of feel for for that so let's just jump on right in so Dan thank you so much for being here thanks for having me yeah tell us a little bit about you and, and Kendra and your heart for the care mission uh, you know it's a wonderful story I've heard it several times well we uh, uh, Kendra uh, and I'm sorry she couldn't be here today but Kendra is the one that God kind of put it a burden on her heart to do this uh, we were doing youth ministry. We did youth ministry for a number of years, uh, and it's you know you know uh, God kind of takes you. If you if you look back, you can connect the dots. You know mm-hmm. you don't see it going forward, but in the back you can see how you moved from one thing to another. Uh, youth ministry led us into a, a food pantry ministry, which led us into the into the care mission uh, food pantry. She was at another food pantry, and I'm. Uh, and God just really burdened her heart uh, to, to do the work here in Walker County. Uh, and so uh, 2005, June of 2005, we, we opened up. Uh, we had uh, literally uh, seed money. We had $500 is all we had to start with. At that time, I was still working. Uh, she she uh, quit her job and was doing it full time. We had the thrift store that would uh, that was our only source, really, of generating uh, support, monetary support at that time in the very beginning. And uh, so we had the thrift store, and uh, and it just it just took off. It just it just uh, uh, it was amazing uh, the way God began to bless and to provide uh, what we needed. Like I said, we had five hundred dollars seed money, and. Uh, our rent was is nine fifteen, and power to turn the power on was nine hundred dollars, and all this other stuff, you know. Uh, but God just opened doors, and made it possible. We began to uh, really just uh, just thrive. I mean, like like I said, it just took off. Uh, she had worked at another food pantry for three years uh, in Catoosa County, and within six months of being open here in Walker County at the care mission, we were distributed as, as much food, and they, they were established, had been there for, at that time, for about uh, seven years, and within six months, we were doing as much as they were. 
uh, which uh, I'm not saying that comparing each ministry, I'm just saying that that just showed the need that was here as you know as compared to there. So uh, we just we've just grown from that, and then because it did take off so fast. Uh, Kendra was starting to get overwhelmed because uh, you know it was just it was just too much to, for one person to do. And we have volunteers. We we've always had volunteers. Always have uh, volunteers. But you know volunteers. We love them. The, you can't operate without them. But they're volunteers, and they they get to go home. <laughs> you know. And so you're you you still have to finish the job. Uh, so uh, it just began to be overwhelming for and We were praying and praying and. And I don't know if you ever do this, but, but uh, you know, when I pray and I talk to God, you know, I usually just talk to Him just like I'm talking, you know, just like I'm having a conversation. And, uh, and I was really beginning to get aggravated at Him, to be honest with you guys, because we had done what He said. She had quit her job uh, to do this. It had put a financial hardship on us for her to do that. But we felt like we was being obedient, felt like that that's what God wanted to do. It was doing uh, great as far as the uh, uh, success of it. It's obvious that it was that we were in God's will. Uh, but she needed help. She needed somebody to come alongside of her and and take a leadership role, not just not just uh, to help, but take a leadership role. And so we kept praying about it, you know. And I kept, you know, and I was like, God, you know, we're doing what you ask. Uh, we need help. Send us. You know, help. Where's you know, where's the help coming from? You know, and uh, one of my favorite verses: "I lift my eyes into the hills." And where does my help come from? And uh, so, just as he does to me sometimes, he just you know, just quietly said, "Well, what's wrong with you?" You know, and I so I started. I began about a six months process of trying to explain to God that I couldn't quit my job and go over do this full time because there would be no income. There wasn't any, enough income. For, for to support us and operate the mission. The mission was just barely operating uh, as it was. <clears throat> and um, so I tried every way in the world to convince him that uh, it just wasn't a good idea for me to quit my job. Uh, and what was happening was I would work my job, then come over and work at the mission to help Kendra get set up for the next day. So we would work till midnight, one o'clock in the morning sometimes and then she had come back the next day and then I'd go do my job and work and then come back. And I, we, I just, uh, one day at the mission, one evening, uh, I, I thought I was having a heart attack. You know, I thought, you know, I, I went numb all over. I thought I was having a heart attack, went to the doctor. And, uh, and I realized that I had, was just overdoing it. It was too much and I had to make a decision. I either had to trust God and quit close down our it was a family business we'd had for 18 years close it down go 100 at the mission or don't obey god and don't work at the mission anymore and, and try to and try to continue on and we decided she and i both decided we don't know how and I, I, I'm, at this time the care mission uh, thrift store is not making enough money to pay us a penny you know, we can't get any salary or anything, you know, so how are we going to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we, we talked to our board and said, you know, really believe that. So we did. We, we, we closed down our business. Uh, it wasn't easy because, you know, that was kind of like our baby. We had, we had had it for 18 years. And uh, we closed it down in October of 06. 
and God would just provide, you know, he would just provide. And, uh, and, and we just, we've just gone from there. Now there's been tight times. There's, there was a, a time that uh, our home was uh, being repossessed and, but God intervened and we were still there. And uh, it, it just, you know, I, I, there's all kinds of stories about how God has just provided and we've been able to stay there. And, uh, and as we've grown now, uh, we've got to the point that in 2015, the, the care mission, the uh, food pantry, got so big with so much to do uh, that we couldn't do the thrift store and the care mission any longer. So then, now the care, now the thrift store is built up to about $25,000 a year of support. Now, you, now God's telling you to close that down. Trust me again, and I'll do that. And. I argue with him a little bit, but I, not as much as I did the first time, <laughs> you know. So anyway, we did. Uh, we did close it down. Uh, it's allowed us to expand how much we can do with the, with the food pantry. Just We couldn't, right now we're distributing pretty close to 10 tons of food a week. Mm. And uh, there's no way we could have done that before, you know. Uh, so, he, he and he has provided, he, we, we get uh, monetary resources from different places. We get food from different places. He's increased now that we're getting, uh, we're able to give uh, cleaning supplies and, and uh, uh, household, household cleaning supplies and personal hygiene items and Bibles and things like that, that, you know, beyond just the food, mm-hmm. uh, which helps us to minister even, even more. You know? mm-hmm. So uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, if I sat down and told you every little detail, it would take forever. You know, God, God has just intervened so many times and gone ahead of us so many times and prepared in advance what we would need mm-hmm. before we ever needed it, you know. But uh, it started with just, you know, being obedient with the first step, you know, mm-hmm. and then the next, and then the next, and then the next, you know. I, we didn't have the faith, we weren't mature enough in our faith to do what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. 16 years ago we couldn't couldn't have done it that way and God knows that you know mm-hmm. he doesn't he, he, he brings you along yeah, yeah, <laughs> as, yeah. as, you, as you mature so yeah tell us about your passion for this you know for missions for for helping people for uh, you know what drives that passion uh, for you uh, and Kendra well to be honest that happened even way before the care mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, she and I, when she and I got married, uh, which we've been married 35 years, March 1st, 35 years. Uh, when we first got married, neither of us uh, were, we both were, both had given our life to Christ, but neither one of us was where we should, should be. We, mm-hmm. weren't, we weren't living the way that we should live. We uh, had both kind of drifted away or ran away, whatever you want to ever you want to say it, uh, but we both knew that we wanted to get back. We know we knew we was missing something. We weren't satisfied, uh, and uh, I had I had gone about three years before I met Kendra. I had gone through a really really rough divorce, and that uh, that worked on me spiritually. It, it really beat me down spiritually. It felt like that. Well, now that you're divorced, God can't use you. You know, mm-hmm. you're 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 flawed you know not that we're not all flawed to begin with but mm-hmm. but I just I just felt like I had a, 
tattoo on me, mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, he failed. And, uh, and, two, and, and two children from uh, that marriage. But, uh, but God just, uh, he began to heal that, and, and we found a church home that uh, actually one I had gone to, been going to on and off for years and started. And, and, and as we grew, and, and the church was, was wonderful, that we loved the people there, we loved the atmosphere, it was, it was uh, the pastor, we enjoyed the, his messages. Uh, they had an awesome uh, worship service and stuff and 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 we just we just really felt like you know this this was this was it but the longer that went on the more we said you know there's got to be more to god than than worship there's got to be more than just coming and sitting in a pew and tithing as, as good as that was and it was great and that's an important part of your relationship with god but there, there had to be more and uh, so we began just trying to seek that out, trying to seek what, what, what is more, what, what it is we need to do. And I had, to, I had been raised in church all my life, but I'd never been in a church that was honestly mission-minded, you know. Now, we would take up money and give to different, you know, and have missionaries come speak or whatever. But uh, I'd never been involved with a church uh, that, that, that really saw uh, missions as a as a form of worship as a form of of working to get closer to god mm -hmm. you know? and so uh, uh after about eight years though at that, at that particular church we realized that it just wasn't going to happen there that the, they, they didn't have the same heart and uh so we we found a, a church that did and it was it was uh and it was just boom we did and we started getting involved in foreign mission work we started doing youth ministry uh, our youth ministry was based on mission work. We would we would do mission tasks uh, once a month, local mission tasks once a month. We would do uh, a, a foreign mission once a year, and then we'd do. Uh, eventually, we started doing one foreign mission, and then we'd do one uh, mission within the states because there were some parents that didn't, didn't want their kids to go out of the country, you know. So we we would do two and. Uh, Fortunately, we, we had our own business, so we were able to do those things. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, part of, if you're self-employed, that does give you freedom, but at the same time, when you're not working, you're not working, you're not making money. So when we would do this stuff, our income started going down. But, uh, but we realized that we were gaining much more than we were losing, you know, and so, as it, as it continued on, and then, and then we got to the part where uh, she wound up going to work uh, for another food pantry that opened up the door, door for this. And I, I just really believe, and, and I'm not, uh, you know, I have no degrees or anything like that, but I just really believe that, that you can't serve God without serving others. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how you do that any mm -hmm. other way. There's nothing that we have that God, that we can give God, that God can't do himself, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. So the only way we serve God is by serving others. Mm -hmm. And there's so much gained in that. You cannot give God, that's one of my sayings, I say you cannot give God, you cannot give him financially, mm -hmm. you can't get out giving with your talents or your time, and time is more valuable than money. But uh, you, just, you just can't do it. And I, I know that my relationship with the Lord has greatly increased through service, mm -hmm. through, through 
serving others, you know, yeah. because I look at the scriptures different. Uh, the scriptures become deeper, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, you know, have more meaning to me. Like, like for instance, uh, uh, the scripture where it talks about that uh, uh, God loves a cheerful giver, Second mm -hmm. Corinthians somewhere. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in, in the context, if you read that, you know, he's talking about how God's going to provide, mm -hmm. so so sparingly, mm -hmm, reap sparingly, etc. And that's that is what it means, and that's you know, and but I began to realize that. Uh, it's a lot harder to be a cheerful giver when the ones you're giving to don't appreciate. Mm -hmm. It's really difficult, mm -hmm. you know. So it becomes a challenge, you know. And 90% and of the people we serve, 95, uh, appreciate what they're giving. Mm -hmm. But there are some, like, like for instance, if we happen not to have cleaning supplies, then they'll fuss because. Mm -hmm. You don't happen to have plenty of supplies mm -hmm. in there. We normally do, 80, 80 90% of the time we do, but, but you don't. And so uh, it, it becomes hard. And, and so you have to realize that, that, you're not, that you're not doing it so that they appreciate you. Mm -hmm. It's great if they do, but you're not doing it for that. You're doing it for God because you're serving God mm -hmm. by serving them. And so that, that gets you to thinking that way. And then you, have to, then you have to look at yourself and say, how many times have I done God that way? How many mm -hmm. times has God mm -hmm. blessed me and I complained because he didn't do it the way I wanted him to or he didn't give me a, enough of this or that that I thought I needed, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it makes you really, being a servant really makes you, I, I guess, uh, dig into the scripture. And I love, mm -hmm. I love Bible study and all, mm -hmm. you know, I love that anyway. Uh, and it's important. But I don't think no matter how much no matter how many books you read about flying an airplane, until you fly an airplane, yeah, you're not a pilot. Well, <laughs> it's 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 the great commandment: right. love the Lord your God with all right. your heart, right. and love your neighbor as yourself. And he, Jesus, put those together, right? Because it, it is you know, loving people is the conduit God uses to help us to demonstrate our love for Him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, that really transitions well to the next question because, you know, um, a lot of times people have excuses, right? Um, feeling a similar call, perhaps, on their own lives that you and Kendra felt, but, you know, come up with excuses like, I don't have time to do that, or that's not my calling, or the Lord will send somebody else to do it. What, what would you say to somebody like that, that that might use those excuses? Like, how would you encourage them to take a minute, think about it, and pray, you know, pray and, and follow God? Well, for one thing, I think sometimes in our Christian speak, uh, we use words broadly like, like calling, mm -hmm. you know, you got a calling. Uh, and and if, you're, if you've uh, surrendered your life to Christ. Uh, if you're, and, and I think there is a distinction between uh, accepting Christ as your Savior and accepting Christ as your Lord. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a deeper thing. Uh, but if you if you're at that point, if you've accepted Christ as your Savior, then then you do have a calling. We all have a calling. Mm -hmm. every, every, everybody has a, has a, has a calling, uh, and 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 we're called. But the great thing about God, uh, among a lot of great things about God, is He doesn't uh, 
micromanaged, so to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, there are times that he will say, you go do this, this way, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah. But most of the time, he's just kind of give us perimeters, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, this is sin, don't get over here. This mm -hmm. is sin, don't get over there. Just stay in this area. Yeah. Uh, he gives us a lot of freedom, you know. You, you cannot, there's, there's, who God sets free is free indeed. I mean, mm -hmm. it, you get a lot of freedom. But uh, I said that God called Kendra and, and, and me to do what we're doing. But he's never sat down and told us exactly how we're supposed to do it. So you have to figure it out. Uh, but the, big, the biggest thing is whenever folks, and, and, and my, over the years, <clears throat> I said we did youth ministry. But we also helped with children's ministry. I can tell you that children's not my strong suit. You don't want me doing a lot of children's ministry, but I can do it, mm -hmm. you know. And I think we have to look at it like that. Like maybe this isn't the thing that you thought you were going to be doing or the thing, because I never, before we opened the mission, I never imagined operating a food pantry. Mm -hmm. That wasn't, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, I had done, uh, in fact, we had done so many foreign mission trips, so many mission trips in the States that I was thinking about getting a truck and equipping it just for that, I was already mm -hmm. doing that type work, and just get a, a a truck and equipment just for that type of stuff, you know, mm -hmm. and go and go to tornado areas, and, yeah, you yeah. know, that type of stuff. Uh, and then God took us over here. So, uh, to me, the way you know, people say, "Well, I just don't know if that's what God wants me to do." Well, there's a whole list of parameters, you know, love, like you, you just mentioned, love your love God, love your neighbor. Uh, they'll know you love me by the way you mm -hmm. love your, your neighbors. Uh, it's, it's, you know, so look at the opportunity that's been presented to you. And uh, if you can't decide whether you actually are called to that, then just ask yourself this. What's wrong with doing it? Mm -hmm. Would it be a sin to do that? Right. You know, and if it's not, then go for it. And, and it's not like you're going to, you know, uh, God's going to move you as you grow. Mm -hmm. You know, he, He's going to move you to different places. My very first, uh, very first thing that I did that I could say was mission work, so to speak, was cutting grass at mm -hmm. our church 40-something years ago, you know. And looking back on it, uh, I thought that that wasn't a big deal, you know. Uh, I would... You know, the pastor, you know, thanked me. Some other members would thank me, you know. But pretty much, it was, it was not that big deal. It was cutting grass. It wasn't brain surgery. It wasn't like I was, you know, I was just cutting grass. Up till about two or three years ago, for about 10 years, solid, Virgil Durham, he's passed away now, he kept our grass cut at the mission. I never had to worry about cutting the grass at the mission. Now, before that, I would. I'd have to cut it. I'd have to find time to cut it. And then for about 10 years, at least 10 years, he cut it. His health got bad, he couldn't do it. And, and now that I'm at a point where I'm begging people to come cut my grass, you know, I'll pay you, mm -hmm. I will pay you to cut the grass because I don't have enough time or whatever. Mm -hmm. I realize how valuable oh, that yeah. was, you know. So uh, it's, it's a blessing just to have that. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is that, that you've been asked to do, you may think it's small, you may think that someone else will do it, and so forth and so on. And all that may be true. God, God may pull up somebody else to do it. But you're going to lose the blessing. You're going to lose the opportunity to grow. And I really believe uh, that 
you can never grow to where you maximum, you know, none of us ever get there, where none of us ever get, you know, till we get to heaven. But I don't think that you can even uh, get anywhere near that if you're unwilling to serve, mm-hmm. you know. And, and sometimes you started off this question by saying excuse. Sometimes it is an excuse. It's yeah. just an excuse. And we have to look ourselves in the mirror and, and admit that I'm, I'm making, it, making an excuse, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and, and time, you know, time is precious. It's short. Uh, you have to manage it well. But, uh, uh, you know, if, if you can find time for whatever, Facebook, Twitter, uh, whatever it is, football games, whatever, if you can find time for that, you probably could find time for, for other things that have a more meaningful uh, and then if you're an a parent, if you're a parent, this is one of my driving forces, uh, you know, you want to set an example for your kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know, which is more important? Showing your kid, illustrating to your child and, and living out to your child how to be a servant, how to serve God by serving others, or teach them how to throw a curveball, you know, you know, and there's nothing wrong with <laughs> throwing baseballs or whatever, you know, and you should have time for all that stuff. But, you know, uh, during these, during, through all the times that we've been in ministry, uh, the times that I've wanted to quit, and there have been times, fortunately, there's been times that Kendra wanted to quit and times I wanted to quit, but not at the same time, <laughs> you know, she'd, she'd be ready to quit, and I'd be, but my youngest child is 34 she's no longer a child she still watches me mm-hmm. you know and if i've been telling my kids all this time and now my grandkids all this time mm-hmm. that god is good god gonna provide and he's mm-hmm. gonna be with you and then i quit that just blows my testimony out of the water so my children and my grandchildren are motivation and i think that's a, a good motivation and i think that's something to consider whenever you're trying to decide how to use your time yeah you, you said you know um, you know the importance of every job is, is right. there, yeah. and you know I've heard it said. You know, there's no small Mm-mm. job when you're talking about serving the Lord. So with that, and uh, obviously one of those things could be that we could, if somebody could cut your grass, that'd be something <laughs> they could be involved in. But how how can our folks, uh, you know, individually or us as a church, you know, tell us maybe just a couple ways, you know, right off the top of your head, just um, you know, a couple of ways that we could be involved as well uh, in the care mission. Well, obviously volunteering, uh, and, and we have to be, you've been over there, it's not a huge building, mm-hmm. and, and it's full of stuff and everything. Uh, so you can't have too many people at a time there, but you, you need a consistency flow of people, you know. Uh, so we have to kind of, you can't just drop in, you have to, you know, uh, let Kendra know, you know, and give, give us your information. but. But that's one way, but you can also do things that's it's not even there. Uh, like uh, 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 the personal hygiene items, taking up personal hygiene items, and then categorize them into, uh, categorize them into uh, male bags, female bags, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like that. We can give you a list and, I'll, uh, and, and bag them up. Uh, also something like just collecting bags, the, plastic bags mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can collect those but you can take in another step and before you bring the bag to to us 
uh, flatten them out because we that we have to have somebody sit there at a table and flatten out the bags you know get them go through them uh, do they stink do they <laughs> are they sticky is there trash in you know throw are there hose them flatten them out you know mm -hmm. so that that's that takes one of the steps away that we have to do uh, but if you don't have time for that you know uh, there's uh, stuff like uh, the birthday bag that we was mm -hmm. telling you about mm -hmm. uh, if, if you can take uh, make a box or a bag of uh, like cake mix cake icing candles some plates some little party hats for boys girls or, or either uh, and uh, we we have people when they come through you know we'll put a sign up does any, any children in your household have a birthday this month and then we'll mm -hmm, give them that mm -hmm. that brings a great deal of joy to to the kids you know to, to mm -hmm. be able to do that and the parents as well to be able to do that uh, there's uh, uh, there's all sorts of things that you could do away from the mission not even being there uh, you know pray about it and think about it uh, there's uh, Bibles you know we we're we're giving away just I can't it's hard for me growing up here you think everybody's got a Bible but they don't. We give Bibles away like crazy. It, it's, mm. it's amazing how many we give away. Uh, buy some Bibles or collect Bibles. Now, right now, the Gideons, they give us the Bibles that they, they give us some new ones, but they also mm -hmm. give us the ones whenever they replace them. Mm -hmm. They give us those. Uh, and then there's a prison ministry that gives us Bibles because some people will donate Bibles, and in prison, you can't have hard, you can't have the hard back, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. they'll make a weapon out of them. Like I talked talk to you about that before. So, uh, uh, but that, that's something. And, and uh, if maybe uh, uh, children Bibles, instead of just mm -hmm. the generic mm -hmm. Bibles, maybe a, a child children's Bible or a youth Bible, something like that that we can give target, mm -hmm. you know, specific mm -hmm. age group. Um, there, there's a, and, and, and people, you know, you may think of something that we haven't thought of, you know, call mm -hmm. and ask us. And, yeah. and, and if we think, well, yeah, that, that's a good idea. That's the way it happened with the birthday thing. Mm -hmm. We didn't think of that. Somebody else thought of that and called and, and, and did turn out to be a good, yeah. good thing. Yeah, great. Uh, you know, washing our trucks. There's just, there's just, there's, there's things that, that you can do. And, and the care is not the only place. There's, there's other places that, that can use your help and uh, use your time. Uh, prayer, you know, just, just being prayer for us. Uh, pray for it. you know that if you do anything for the God for the Lord, uh, that the enemy is going to be working against you. So mm -hmm. you know, prayer. I really believe in prayer. I really believe that's a weapon that God's given us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, so you know, make a concerted effort to to pray for yeah. for the for the care mission and for ministries in general. And I. It's just there's there's a and even you know uh, monetary. Uh, I know you watch you watch TV and you see the televangelists wanting money. That that always sometimes not always sometimes it rubs me the wrong way. But but you have to have money to operate. Mm -hmm. you, just, you just do. You can't you can't function. Yeah, it's a part of life. It's a, you know in this world, uh, God doesn't. Uh, uh, talk against money. He just talks against the love of money, letting mm -hmm. that be your idol. And uh, maybe there's ways that you can do uh, a fundraiser. You know, because Kendra and I, early on, we tried to work on doing fundraisers, and God really put us under conviction that that wasn't our role. Mm -hmm. That 
that it wasn't for us to be fundraisers. It was for us to lead the ministry, to do the work. Uh, because, like I said, time is valuable. And any time you spend doing something you're not supposed to be doing, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we long ago decided that, okay, we're, we're, just, we're not going to get involved with fundraisers. We're not going to do fundraisers. Um, but if somebody else wants to, there are people who are talented in that way. That's mm-hmm. one of their gifts. They can, they can do things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're good at it. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe maybe that's your personality. Maybe you can do that. That's one of your skill sets, uh, and you and you can uh, can work on work on that. Do a, do a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Do a, you know, uh, it's just there's there's a lot of different a lot of different ways to 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 serve God. And uh, and I think and now we're on a podcast. There's more and more ways now than they've ever been. Yeah, to get the word out. To get yeah. the word out and to, and to do different things. So. Well, Dean, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for taking time um, out, of, uh, out of your schedule and doing the work that you have to do to be here with us. But uh, it's been a blessing, and I know, um, you know our folks uh, um, are looking for ways to get involved, and hopefully um, we can have some of those available to them. So check on that. We'll have uh, information available for you to check out to um, to go ahead and get involved right now, serving the Lord in this way. Like like Dan said, there, there's no small job. Every job is important. So maybe you could help in a way uh, that would bless this ministry and the folks who partake in it and also uh, serve the Lord bless Him as well. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you real soon. All right, well, we hope you enjoyed that interview with Dean Phillips. Uh, thank you, Derek, for sitting in and taking the interviewer role there. Mm-hmm. Um, appreciate that. We would love to get help you get involved with the CARE mission. If you would like some more information, please contact the church office here at Lafayette First, and we can get you that information and get you plugged in and how to do that. Um, but we hope that you're enjoying learning about the opportunities that we have to serve in our community, across the country. Um, next week, we have another really great interview that I'm excited to share with you uh, as we continue on in this idea of uh, Missions Month. Also, make sure that you are aware of the fact that we are having a missions auction here uh, in just a couple of weeks. Um, There's more information about that on our website, and you'll be hearing more about that. But it's going to be a great way for you to get involved and and to give and maybe um, purchase a really cool Christmas gift in the the meantime. There's going to be some cool things to be had at that auction. Um, But thank you for joining us this week. I am Jason. I'm Derek. And we hope that you will join us next time as we continue down the path.